This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio and with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, of course. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We'd love to hear from you because we've been, um, it's been our greatest hits for the last two weeks. So yes. some of you might be thinking, um, sitting at home thinking, is this some kind of... <laughs> it's some kind of recording, um, but no, it's this is us live, live on air. A fair few emails saying, um, "Hey, how can Frank be doing the radio and be on Saturday Kitchen?" Oh, uh, and the answer is he wasn't. He was. <laughs> it was the best of on the radio. But yes. It was the oh, real yes. Frank, as far as we know, on Saturday. No, it Kitchen. was. The, it was the real me. It's, it's interesting because often we we have to have the telly on. Um, at oh, all yeah. times, mute in the studio. <laughs> yes, just in because, case something... Because of the Queen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we, um, so we... So we want... Well, you actually said it. We want Saturday... Uh, think it. Oh, God forbid it's it should... me. God forbid it should happen, but... <laughs> nevertheless, telly on. And um, we, we watch... Um, well, we don't watch them, but Saturday Kitchen is on mute and one can't with irresistible uh, programme. As many programmes are mute, I find. Um, for example, um, eight out of ten cats do countdown mute. You can see all the um, all the hate, <laughs> which you can't see when the sounds on because you're miss. You know, you're led into you laughter. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But underneath <laughs> the laughter, there's a lovely under it. There's a sort of bass clef. If you say that the laughter is the treble clef <laughs> on eight out of ten cats, the character, the bass clef is is malice. You think just for, and you can't you can't hear that unless you unless you turn the sound down. Right. Very very. You know, anyone who's interested in um, uh, human psychology, I suggest you try that. Body language, etc. Now we're back. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, I don't know. I, like, I like a mute sometimes on the telly. Um, because I like to, sometimes I like to be going about my business, but I don't necessarily want to be drawn in. Yes. But I believe it was Paul Gascoigne who needed the TV on at all times. He, oh. he certainly slept with the telly on, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Because uh, I, I, I can go see with him as I like you. Yeah, that was that was Paul. He's just passing. He's doing a show um, for um, for uh, magic. Mm. Yeah, at the moment. <laughs> I work on that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I'd like to. That'd be a great show. I think. Where in a bathrobe? Yeah, exactly. In those those plastic sort of uh, flip flop things that footballers wear when they're hanging around. The slides. Slides. Slides Footballers love a pool slide. I tell you, who used to like those. The guy, the the face. Is it the Facebook guy? Oh, Zuckerberg. Oh, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Is he a slides guy? He always wore. I didn't know they were called slides. He always wore slides and a hooded top. And apparently Didn't when he wasn't he? in the office, he used to leave the hooded top over the back of his chair and the slides underneath. <gasps> so there was a sense of his continuing presence. Oh, that's a nice. Famous Paul Slides wearers. 8, 12, 15. That's a good shout, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, mm. swimmers, I mean, all, swimmers all, are straight in there. Duncan Goodhue, done. Well, I, funny you went with a Duncan, because I've got suspected Paul Slides wearers. Ballantyne's got a love a pool slide. Mm-hmm. I think you know those sort of fat bald directors who used to marry beautiful starlets, <laughs> like the late Michael Winner. 
Yeah, or Carlo Ponti, or I think oh, married yes. Sophia Loren. They they liked uh, slides yeah. because I think there are certain blokes who think I'm so rich it doesn't matter what I look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I dream of Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Speaking of uh, Saturday Kitchen, by the way. Um, do you, are you aware? I didn't know this because I've only ever seen it uh, mute. Oh yeah, but um, they t- they speak out loud. You get they do that. They Is that, do what that. You're I guess say it? I guess that. <laughs> but um, but uh, heaven and uh, hell is a thing on there, and you say the worst, your least favourite food. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And uh, and then you say your most favourite. And so I had to do that. And my most mm. favourite food is um, French onion soup. Lovely. That's your most favourite. Yeah, I really like that. Did not know that about you, but that is... Um, I did not know that about anyone. Yeah, I love it. It's And I mentioned Café Rouge, which they were scornful of. Were they? I don't know why. But um, <laughs> I, I also said it's... Well, like, one of the things I like, it's the only soup that comes with a raft. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, so... The idea is generally, I think, the audience um, make you eat the thing you ate most, which yeah. um, for me was marzipan. Oh yeah. So there was. So anyway, the audience kindly gave me heaven. Uh, can I just say, great choices on both of those: French oh. onion soup and marzipan. I agree with. Oh, can I just well, say? I, as, as in not I don't. Like, don't like marzipan. You what? see, uh, oddly, the French onion soup would have been very much my hell, oh, as you really? know. Oh, because you don't like onions, do you? Well, chives oh, yeah. are the real enemy. Yeah. Uh, so, did, so did you... They let you have your heaven. Was yeah, it so, nice? so the, the main man made me a French onion soup. Horrible. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's, it's a difficult situation to be in, but I really didn't like it. <laughs> what, what was horrible about it? Well, he it? put... Uh, is it chorizo? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And also pork. He put those in there. Made it very salty and He's meaty. He's nightmare. <laughs> meaty. It's not even named and the he mocked, he mocked the, the rouge, but uh, le rouge, but yeah. actually it was, wasn't in the same uh, league as the rouge. Really? I, well, I don't want meat in it. So he said, what do you think? And you know that thing when you taste at the end, which I think they should get rid of on cooking shows. How did right. you... Can you just say, there it is, looks lovely. Anyway, next. But did you have to... Can I... Al, I think we should reenact the moment. So <laughs> imagine I give it over and go... My so, guess is an honesty compulsion kicked in. This is what he did. Well, so, Frank, <laughs> what, what, have a taste of this. What do you think? Well, I'd had a lovely time on this, so I balanced <laughs> it. I said... Well, I wouldn't have gone pork. <laughs> that was what I said. You didn't. Um, yeah, but I, di- I didn't. I didn't go. <laughs> right, which um, was your instinct? Yeah, I was so di- I was so excited about a proper chef, and he's obviously a brilliant chef. But uh-huh. I think it's that thing of making it a bit signature by putting meat yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Frank, what? I'm just wondering what world we're in. Well. you think that he? They should be grateful that you didn't spit it out. Brilliant. Well, it. They said to me, you can be honest about the food. Yeah. Right. Um, I wonder if they meant that. I don't think they did, for a second. <laughs> Why even bring it up? But I nearly did. <laughs> anyway, um, I, uh, it was a, I had a lovely time on there, but except for that. I can't wait to that, dig that uh, off on the old iPlayer. Half I yeah. threw the onion soup, I was thinking, well, I'm trying the marzipan. <laughs> 
Do you know what's going to happen, woman? Frank? <laughs> that's going to go viral. It's going to be one of those, you'll never believe what this no, British I, guy <laughs> did when he was offered I French think, onion soup. I think I put on a pretty good act. I think if you watched it, apart from the port line, you'd think, oh, he loves it. Look at him. You right. can't, it's very hard to say, oh, no. It's, you know, I wouldn't want them saying, well, I saw you live recently. I didn't think you were funny at all on mm. air. That would be harsh, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Even if they thought it. Yes, but you did say shouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone pork. That's like if someone came backstage and said to you, "I wouldn't have ended with that joke, though." Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd still be. Um, I mean, that would be, they'd be dead to me. That person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, where, what's pork even doing in a in a French onion soup? Yeah. yeah but do you know what he was showing off? Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you show <laughs> off. <laughs> I think he was tired. <laughs> Show it off because he was tired. Frank <laughs> <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were asking the readers earlier mm-hmm. uh, who, which celebrity can you most imagine in the pool slide? Yeah, I, now can I say again, these are like those plastic flip flop things often manufactured by major uh, sports. Um, yeah. And designers yeah. now. Are they oh, really? Oh, yes. They're getting in on it. Gucci, Givenchy, they all do them. But they effectively have just the one band. Of plastic yes. going across, yeah. Uh, 660, I can picture Colonel Gaddafi wearing a pair of leather camel skin slides. No longer with us. When no. yeah, Yes, we should say. Yeah. Yeah. When interviewed by Jon Snow or the like. That's Nasha. So did he I actually bet- wear those or is that an imaginary I think thing? Um, I think that sounds real. That he would be that kind of guy without yes. any real evidence. I, I, that sounds I, real to me. Yeah, maybe. Yes, I can picture that mm. as well. Me too. I can. That that would have been very much Gaddafi's thing. Yeah, gone but not forgotten. <laughs> I I imagine um, <laughs> Eston Blumenthal if he had to come out of his house to speak to the press. <laughs> I can oh, imagine yeah. him coming out in shorts and a, and a, and a t-shirt and those things. Full slides. Yeah, oh, quite really? big, big, um, big. Um, Any feet. comics that we can imagine? Okay, I'll let you marinate that. A lot oh. of comics are more Birkenstock kind of characters, aren't they? they what are. about Pasquale? Surely he's oh, got a pa- Pasquale's quite well read and stuff, though. You know, I, I, no, I don't think. You so. don't think the Paul slide goes with being well read? No, no I don't. I don't. Rude to Colonel Gaddafi. I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> I, um, I, I dated <laughs> one of my father's uh, ex-girlfriends. Did he? Yes. Uh, I, I see Pasquale in an espadrille. Oh, nice. But, he doesn't you know. have to always be three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> no, his whole life is three syllables. <laughs> no, I think joke thieves only two. <laughs> He's very well read of other people's We learned it off by heart. Oh, we've been on air. Oh, goodness me. So, look, we, we were speaking of Saturday Kitchen, and I had to... Is it, is it... You know when comedians say this? Is it just me? Oh, right. <laughs> but um, I was given a, a cold drink in a mug, and that always feels so wrong. That is weird. To me. If I'm going to have a drink of water at the tap at yeah. home... There could be four mugs on the draining board and I'll still go searching around for a glass. Yeah. Now, why is that? It doesn't make any sense, really. But water in a mug or a cold drink in a mug, it just... I know it's not wrong, but it doesn't feel right. It's a bit like when you see a, 
You know when you see a black cab on the motorway? Yes. You think, aye, aye. Yeah. Aye, aye, mm. someone splashed out. Yeah. Also... I the... think someone's murdered someone. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I really do. I think only criminals... Would would be that rash I mean, with so the money? Ex- so expensive. So it is expensive. expensive, and also we're not playing to their strengths. There, shout out to all the taxi drivers that I know listen, but <laughs> they're not familiar with the three lane no, motorway not, system. Not the they, just, they stay in the middle. They don't even know what they're doing there because no, it's so no, long since they've been no. there. They're they're happier on like you know. Left turn, right turn, bit of ducking and diving, yeah, exactly. aren't right, right The U-turn. Around. I mean, they're a master of the U-turn. Yes, completely, exactly, hope, yeah. completely hopeless on the motorway, um, the U-turn. <laughs> Can't be used. Sorry, so you were saying the mug with the cold yeah, beverage. So occasionally, uh, if I'm taking a tablet, I would use a mug and just put, like, an inch really? of water in there. Really? Boom, really? One of Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, Frank, it feels to me... Whenever I have a mug with cold water or any sort of, I think it feels like I'm drinking the artist's paint pot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know where you put the brushes? I would rather drink from the tap um, using my cupped hands oh, yeah. than using a mug. I don't know what it is. It so just, Mowgli. It's it, 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 <laughs> just something wrong about it. I used, to use, I used to drink from my cupped hands quite a lot in my youth. I've sort of stopped now. Is that Bring your version of the Charlton Heston? Uh, hey, look, you know, recycling, there's no washing yeah. to be done. Can I just say... Um, <laughs> well, I, obviously you wash your hands occasionally. <laughs> I have a similar thing, as you, I believe you know, with regard to the um, coloured glass. Oh, you don't I like that? I cannot those. drink anything out of uh, a coloured glass. OK. You see, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm Blue. happy with that, but... Uh, it's the handle, something about the handle and a cold fluid. Anyway, we're all different. You Let's know. establish that. <laughs> what a lovely start to the new year that was <laughs> with that sentiment. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I went to, uh, I went to Rome over the Christmas break. Oh, Hi. did you? How was it? It was lovely. <clears throat> my, where well, did you go? Well, my son... But where did you go? Oh, I see. You yes. went to Rome. I went to where? Rome. Yeah. Where did you roam? I roamed in the, the capital of Italy. Oh, OK, great. Uh, I'm just glad we've done that. My, yeah. um, there must have been a phone joke, because what's that Rome, that Rome thing that you get? Oh, roaming, data yeah. roaming, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, my son, who is uh, seven, he's doing ancient history, uh, Roman, uh, ancient Rome. Uh, so I thought we'd go and look at some of the stuff. Excellent. So um, we went to um, Italy's oldest McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, first one ever. Um, <laughs> nice. When would you guess? Oh, lovely question. Ooh. OK, I'm going to guess Italy's oldest. Yeah, so the first ever McDonald's in Italy. Well, given that I believe the first one in the UK was in Golders Green okay. around the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Um, I don't know whether Italy would have been behind that. I'm going to get. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring, Al. Go for it. 1989. Oof. Okay. I was. My first instinct was 82. Okay. Well, do you write in the middle? 86. It was. In <laughs> fact. There's a plaque. There's a lovely plaque a when you go in. Oh! Oh, there? there is uh, Italy's first McDonald's, yes, a beautiful. 86. I'll tell you what it's got. Is this a phenomenon that's common in England? There's a McCafe. 
Oh, right, yeah. Oh, I've, never, I've never heard of that before. I think it's a coffee bit of... Well, yeah, you might be able to get some of your French onion soup, how you like it there. It's a lovely sort of uh, coffee bar, but part of the McDonald's. It's like the front piece. Lovely coffee the, bar. You remember in the, the man from Uncle, I think it used to be Del Florian, the tailor. He used to go into the tailor's shop and then straight through and then into the offices of the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. Right. It was just a front, just a front. That's what the McCafe is like. It looks like oh. a lovely Italian cafe, and then next it's... thing you know, you're having uh, filet o fish. Are they doing <laughs> for great, my life. Are they doing great business in the, in the McDonald's cafe coffee bits in Italy? Because I would have just assumed that they'd all be drinking espressos. I know, it's a, it's a, they seem to be people. I mean, obviously I hurried through to the... Uh, to the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the back bit. Yeah, you know, the, the, the main. The back bit? What, like the poker den? It's <laughs> like when you're, you know, you're going for gold, you go after the main seam. Right. That's where I went for, and it was uh, very fine it was too. Anyway, before I went to Rome... I thought, well, if I'm going to be in Rome... Mm-hmm. We'll um, talk about the McDonald's. Yeah, well, I <laughs> thought I might, uh, I might try and get to the Pope. Oh, OK. So I, I found... thought you meant do as the Romans do. Well, I suppose some of them do that. Not the ancient ones, obviously. No. And I found, um, although some of them then hung around long enough, I <laughs> phoned my management um, agency and said, could you get me a couple of tickets for the, a general audience with the Pope and they said leave it with us and they got, they got nowhere really mm. rubbish so I thought you know I what I wish you'd rung me you know I love a challenge yeah. like that well I thought you know what I'm twanging the wrong wire here I, so yeah. I then the, then I asked my uh, my PP my parish priest oh excellent I said you know you couldn't get me uh, you, got, you couldn't get me a couple of tickets could you to go and see the Rome because every Wednesday morning the Pope oh. Does like a, a big in well a big gig. Yeah. Why didn't you ask the ABFC? Different. Well, I I could have done that, but um, different what? Isn't it different? Is oh, the they ABFC still know each other. Oh, he's, he's, of he's Anglican, but they know yeah. each other. You know. They all know each other. It's <laughs> like football isn't managers. It like buying, isn't it like asking a Celtic fan for Rangers tickets? Surely you'd be better off just going to a Rangers fan. Like we, we, we went into a pub the other day in... Um, what, you in the Pope? <laughs> near Bristol, and said, do you know anywhere where they do uh, food and stuff? And they were doing food in this pub. It was a bit awkward. Right. So it would have been like that. Yeah. Asking mm-hmm. the Archbishop of Canterbury for it. He's a kind man, though. So anyway, I spoke to my parish priest, and he said, uh, <laughs> leave it with me. Did he? <gasps> leave it with me. Yeah. And... Um, He's got connections. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I've got a couple of friends at the uh, Venerable English College in Rome. Uh, I'll see what I can do. <gasps> Excellent. So, um, well, I'll tell you what happened after this. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, um, I went along to the, uh, the English College um, in Rome with Boz to, to pick up our tickets. Oh, yeah. For the audience with the Pope. Uh and got a bit of a tour um, <clears throat> of the college. Yeah, very, I mean, it's a nice, interesting place. Mm. It's like a seminary, you know, it's where priests train there. Yeah, and um, there's a gallery in the upper sort of like a minstrels gallery with paintings on the wall. And he said, "Oh, you, um, he said to Boz, said you all right with the gory paintings?" And they are paintings of 
the mar the English martyrs literally being like disembowelled and Ooh. stuff. I mean, absolutely aid de memoir. <laughs> <laughs> what we had to put up with, yeah. uh, aid de memoir. It was really whoa. Anyway, we got me. We got our tickets, and the next day set off to the Vatican. And you led into this uh, in in uh, in cold weather. It all happens in a big room, like a big uh, gig. So I guess it holds probably thousand. No, maybe less than that. Say six hundred people. And um, I noticed when we was going through the metal detector airport security thing to get in. Yeah. That everyone seemed to have a green ticket and we had white tickets. And I thought, you know, long experience of uh, being in the VIP area, I thought, hmm. So I went up to one of these guys and showed him my ticket and he went, ah, and took me in. Me and Buzz ended up in the front row. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Which was exciting. I like that, that that's signified by the white ticket. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where uh, the closer you get to the Pope's sartorial colour exactly. of choice. I mean, if you get the red ticket for the old Pope's shoes, that's it. Can I point out that I was a uh, as a sidebar to this conversation, I was named as one of uh, the Catholics of today in uh, the Catholic Herald. Pull out supplement. When was this? Okay. When? Very recently, end of oh, the year. Right. Oh, God, I was pleased. Did you feel um, like it's too short a time frame to be called Catholics of today? Like <laughs> immediately paused I think it the was day today. after. I think I hope it was today in the broadest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they bring one out daily. <laughs> oh, I love terrible. that he's happy about that. This is the Royal Variety performance. I wasn't trying to belittle it. I was just... Uh, oh, I was out. Yeah. I was out. <laughs> so, the front row, you got the white ticket. Also, it didn't include Adrian Childs, which, I mean, was a extra bonus. <laughs> So um, I went forward with the white ticket and we were there in the front row and um, over comes... Uh, the, the Pope goes from person to person at the front and comes over to us. No. Shakes hands with uh, Boss and then starts chatting away to him in Italian. Boss <gasps> looking completely bemused. I don't know if Boss looks Italian. He's ginger. Right. Is this your... Can I ask? Is this your first meeting with this uh, Pope? It's, it's my first actual... I mean, you know, I shook his hand and we smiled at each other. It's the first time I've ever done that with a Pope. And um, I know it may sound strange to you guys, but you should have seen the entrance. When he... They had, they had an umpa band there that had come over. And he'd come in at the back and they were all playing. And he'd come down the aisle, the aisle shaking hands like a game show host. Brilliant. Down the centre. And this band... And he's there doing kissing babies. And there's a thing that they do. You know the little white hat he wears? Uh-huh. People yes. take their own little white hat and give oh, it to they? the Pope. And he takes his off, he puts theirs on for a second. Oh, really? And then he puts his back on and gives them... You see, he seems quite amenable then. But also, oh, what was yeah. this about the lady? Oh, when he slapped the hand. Yeah. Oh, she yeah, did, did yank on him, though. Did you what see happened? that? She nearly no. pulled him over. Yeah, I didn't like her. OK. Well, I mean, I've had that a few this times. This might be breaking news, but I side with the perp on that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good, this is a, this is a special moment for us yeah. all. 
No, you can't pull out people really in their... capitalise on it while they've got People in their 80s. <laughs> no. Well, I was, I was thinking when this happened to me, I thought, if I talk about this on the radio, how do I explain to um, Al how excited I was? <laughs> and it's a bit like if an atheist met former GMTV presenter Fiona Phillips, <laughs> who is a, a, it's a self-confessed atheist. Is she? Yeah, yeah. Didn't so know If that. you imagine that. I can imagine. Imagine oh, the, wow. po- the post-Phillips euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> Dizzy. That's what... It was brilliant. I tell you what was great though is you, we do the handshake and it's all lovely. He's got a brilliant smile. You feel is more, he? you know. He 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 blessed a couple of medals for us, and then um, you turn around, your chair's gone. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, right. That's you, Don. You're oh, out. Is that out. right? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Right, brilliant. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty brilliant, I must say. <laughs> is that what happens here with the chair? Well, it's time for you to move on. Yes. You turn around, what studio, at, um, your chair's gone. At, at Absolute. Yeah, Absolute Radio. But what about people like Bush, who stands up for the <laughs> oh, show? Oh, yeah. And he's still here. What about if I came back from the bathroom, my chair had gone? Mm, you'd know. I mean, how would you tell Bush he'd been sacked? What I would have is I'd have a tub of hot wax in the corner as a metaphor. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Good diction there on Thanks. the 81215. Yeah, I think it's important to get that a cl- yeah, really. class. <laughs> yeah, we used it all up, didn't you? Oh, no. <laughs> I'd like to share with you an email from Jonathan. If that's all right? Uh, yeah. You ready for it? It's, it begins thus. I was once stopped at US Customs and Immigration. OK. I was led aside... I think this might be... Uh, remember I talked about that I'd bought... Um, I'd bought Buzz a Star Wars... A magazine. Oh, yes. and we should was, put the context up. There was a plastic gone free with it, which, right. which they picked up on the X-ray, yeah. I think yes. one of your novelty text-ins before Christmas was, have you ever tried to get through customs with a plastic weapon or similar? Oh, was it? OK. I think it was something like that. How, did that, how did that go as a text-in? Some of them, I mean, in, indeed do fall on stony ground. Well, we're, uh, mean... we're doing it now. Well, OK. Let's see <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Might be a sleeping giant. Yeah. Yes. I was once stopped at US Customs and Immigration. I was led aside as numerous armed officers appeared and surrounded me. Oh, dear. A rather serious female officer then confronted me with the statement, we believe you are carrying contraband in your hand luggage. (laughs) She sounds amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I assured her that I was not when I was shown the X-ray image and that it was a family heirloom which did, I had to agree, resemble the shape of a Mills bomb grenade, but was in fact... A what? A Mills bomb grenade. What, what is... Should I know what that is? I'm guessing it's a hand grenade. I assume it gets a, it's some sort of well-known hand they call, grenade. They call that contraband. Mm. Okay. But was in fact a hand counter used in needlework and more usefully in circuit training. Oh, my mum used to have um, one... When she knitted my mum... Mm. She used to have a little thing that went on the end of the needle and with each row, you'd turn the number round once. You knew how many rows you'd We got. should describe it. It looks somewhat like fellow dog owners. Hello. Well, no, it looks like a dog clicker 
we call it. So, but it has what three... What does a dog clicker count? You use it to, to train dogs. It's more sort of a noise-based thing. Oh, but okay. this one has rotating numbers, like the fruit machine sort of thing, doesn't it? I have to say, perhaps it's a searing insight on my life, but I didn't recognise this gadget from needlework or circuit training. I think it looks like those gadgets that bouncers have as people are going into nightclubs. Mm. Yes. Maybe I'm if the If your name's not down, yeah. you're not coming in, not tonight, not, not, not tonight. tonight. Yeah. What I liked is the producer nodded at Alan with recognition as if to say, this is more my area. Yeah, totally. Well, that's because young people, even if they knew the knitting thing, wouldn't own up to it. Whereas when you right. said nightclub, it was, oh, God, now I can be cool <laughs> at last. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, so he, he finishes by saying, I was allowed to retain my treasured possession and enter the country, but I couldn't get any of the immigration staff to see the funny side. No, Jonathan. no, they're, they're not a laugh a minute often, no. They're not eyes. people who are appointed for their humour, are they? No. They're appointed for their seriousness, in fact, I would say. Well, you say that. I had one in America who repeatedly said to me, ma'am, do you drink alcohol? And it was a bit scary. Why, At the time, why, I did. Why was he saying that? Well, well, I assumed he was suggesting I was drunk, which oh, I, right. I wasn't. He kept saying, ma'am, do you drink alcohol? Do you drink alcohol? And he asked me repeatedly, at the time I did, I no longer do, but at the time I did, and I, I chose to lie. Did you? Yes, I said no. <laughs> oh, say that. And, and then he said, oh, it's a shame, He's because I have some bars to recommend. Uh, and I think he might have been, yeah. And he I think flirting. he might have been having a flirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was my guess that he might have been going to say, "I would like a wine with you," but just he's <laughs> a bit, he's a bit robotic. <laughs> it's just an old opener. Do you drink alcohol? Yeah, that's a good. Um, I don't like people flirting though when, when the rubber glove box is <laughs> no, uh, within reach. She's saying Not what no, I've you, heard. Like, yeah. Well, I hear your community are very fond of that. I prefer the uh, falconry gauntlet. <laughs> We were discussing those clicky counter things that uh, people use in needlework. I can't remember them being used in circuit training. I don't know, not that I've done that much of it, but I don't know why it would be. Mm. But anyway, uh, the um, uh, Matt from Leicester has said, as an ex-doorman, they are called tally counters. Mm. Yes. Useful. Good intel. Thank you, Matt. We've had a missive in about someone having a retail experience which I'd like to share with you I'd like to first though get your opinion on something which is I was buying a new computer the other day oh it's a big moment laptop yeah. or um it's a laptop to cat to, to keep on the go with me when I ha when I um for work I need to do because the last one was a bit Benedict cumbersome I found oh, to drag it, it around so have you gone lightweight I've got a bit lightweight. Right. I don't need so much. I, my processor doesn't need to be that big, for heaven's sake, when Thought I'm on the that. go. Thought that. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Emily now, <laughs> professional writer, sort of catching a moment here, waiting for a train. Uh-huh. Another chapter. Yeah. Well. Court I... stenographer. Hmm. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, well, your life has store. changed. <laughs> I was in the store, Frank, and this chat was absolutely charming he was helpful he steered me away from the most expensive and encouraged me to get the slightly less expensive because he said you don't need all that 
You don't <clears> need that expensive one. It's too much. He, no. he was building you up for a chat-up line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, would you like to go out with me? You don't yeah. need... Did he say to you, do you drink alcohol? Just <laughs> <laughs> on a computer. But he was absolutely great. I thought mm. he was brilliant. Was so, this at the Apple store? Uh, it was within... I'm, I'm going to say it was within John Lewis. Oh, OK. Oh, okay. And he... He went away to get... Oh, he said, why don't you go and get yourself a coffee and then come back, because you don't really wait around for me and I'll get everything together for you. Wow, well, I was he was... bowled over by this man, oh, Well, it's never knowingly under bold. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle. Jingle for that joke. Jingle uh... for that joke. Please. Uh... Worst possible start to the new year, the producer, <laughs> who's got three jobs to do didn't turn up the jingles. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, how uh, depressing. His name was... <laughs> depressing. Come on. His, you've just met the Pope. Put it in perspective. I know. Uh, Ebby, his name was... It's thank- nice to meet someone who cares occasionally. <laughs> Ebby was charming. Ebby? Yes. Where did that was name a- come from? Was, had you named him before? No. No. Oh. Ebby. His I'm name was Ebby. And I don't know, I said, I said, oh, it's like me, I'm, em- I'm Emily. Well, Emmy. A strange thing to say. Anyway, I wanted to bond with him to show oh, my yeah, gratitude. Yeah. So I went to get my coffee while Ebby got everything together. And do you know what? I thought, he's been so lovely, I'm going to get him a gift. You never. Ooh, uh... So I got him a Starbucks gold coin. Did, Did you? The big coin. That would have been my guess. Coin. Yes. But it would have been coin. a jokey guess. Brilliant. Well, it, it was he looked quite amused when I handed it over. He probably thought it was a travel <laughs> mouse mat. <laughs> well, there was an angry old man who was standing there. and Nothing he said, wrong with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but he said, uh, when Ebby was helping me, he said, oh, seems like he knows a thing or two about these. In a sort oh. of angry way, but I think he wanted help, but was struggling to express his vulnerability. Oh, okay. So I said, oh, you should go to Ebby. He's absolutely brilliant. He said, well, I'm an absolute nightmare. Everything's broken down. Was he from the North? Yeah, Ang- angry course. old men are always caricatured as the Northern. He was, yeah. I'm afraid, Al. He <laughs> sure. then said, sure he he then said, I'm more of a Hewlett Packard man myself. Oh, Did he? Something <laughs> you down here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I won, I won all my life. He said, I said, well, you know what, Ebby might recommend. I said, I find. Oh, Ebby this and Ebby that. I, I was getting mentioned. I just, well, I, and I'd given him the gold coin. He was so happy by that stage. He said, Ebby's I can't believe nothing. you've given me the coin. He's got a face full of a gold coin now. He's like, yeah, exactly. Ebby, so then the man said, he said, well, well, I probably don't need the same machine as you. I said, oh, well, I don't know. I normally use it for emails. He goes, I don't want emails. I've been retired, love, nine years. I don't need emails. Oh. He was very aggressive with me, and I said, "Get Ebby to help you. He'll help you." He said, uh, "He said the thing is, your uses are probably different to mine. Your uses are different. I don't really want to hear from people." Yeah. I said to Ebby, "I'm warm into I... this guy." <laughs> yeah, I, I see parallels. Yeah. I said to Ebby as I left, "I said, go and help that man." I said, "I think he might be a bit tricky." Already, I felt like I was sort of working there. Yeah. We were on side together. Tricky, it's like a code that staff use about <laughs> certain customers. It didn't take you long to move to Schadenfreude, <laughs> lead him into some difficult situation. But listen, the reason I bring this up is to say, what do you think we, the gold coin, and any retail assistants listening, would they like to be bought a gold coin? Would they feel that was a strange thing to do and feel pressure to eat it when it might not be? This is a great text in. 
if you worked Should in retail, you how would you feel about gold coin gifts? Yeah. <laughs> I think the what gift... do you think, Frank? Well, there's a, a, there's a lady works um, on the checkout desk at our local um, Marks and Spencer's food place. And um, Kath, my partner, and her sister, Rachel, um, bought her a gift. Uh, Did they? Because they think that, that she's so friendly and helpful and positive all the time. And they took her in, I think, chocolates or something. That's nice. Lovely. Gave it to her and she burst into tears. So, you know, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I was talking about Ebby and the Golden Coin. Oh, yeah. yes. We were at the Ebby Centre. Very good. Tile. Very good. And we've actually had... Uh, a missive in from Edward. Do you think Abby and the Golden Coin could be a children's book? Oh, yeah. It sounds like one, doesn't it? Sort of Jamie and the Magic Torch. Yeah, that kind of thing. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> this is from... Oh, we've, we've already had a lot of uh, Abby correspondence in. Oh, really? Yes. For example, we have one saying, Morning team, Jack the Gardener from Bromley here. Okay. I'm tempted to give small chocolate coins as tips from now on. Nice. But they need to be palmed secretly, like you see in the films oh, when good. rich men tip hotel bellboys. Mm. I, I work with a bloke. Um, I did a little bit of cash-in-hand work. Obviously, I've declared it all retrospectively. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this bloke used to come over at the end of the thing and, and he'd say, come on, put that that in your pocket and he'd make the most like we were doing a drug deal make such a fuss oh, that right. would be like 20 quid here here put that in your pocket <laughs> and he used to have it like in the back of his hand like when you smoke at school oh yes yes don't smoke kids no no mm. yes so this is from Edward regarding his retail experience mm-hmm. dear Frank and the gang I just purchased some items at a well known chemist chain and the price was £3.18. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'd pay with a card, but happening to have brass in pocket, <laughs> I brass. Han- mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, brass in pocket. I handed over £3.20 in coins, not having the exact amount on me, and this was, if you may recall, for £3.18 total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lady behind the counter handed me my goods and receipt but no 2p change. It didn't even cross her mind that I might want it. Like a true Brit, I said nothing, but it got me thinking, is our coin currency now so devalued that rounding up and not giving small change is normal these days? Like the days of the lira and the drachma. More importantly, though, (laughs) how would Alan have reacted in this situation? Any tips... Pun, pun not intended, but appreciated. Gratefully received for next time, Edward. Alan, well, to be absolutely over honest, I think I'm having a heart attack just hearing about <laughs> it. I cannot believe that he thinks it's a British thing to just walk away. I would still be standing at the counter shouting, "Where's my two pence?" <laughs> Surely that would be a dignified moment in your life. <laughs> I have One uh, among many. <laughs> I have had the flip side of this though. When um, two pence, when Dave. Uh, it's been, uh, I've owed them some, and they've sort of rounded it up oh, a bit. Or down. 
Or said, like, down. Rough. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down. I see, yeah. But I, but if oh. someone just did that to me, I, I wouldn't care about the 2P, I'd just care, compare about the, the lack of self-respect, well, lack of respect from them. You see, right. I think you're right, but I'd be It's far... bullying. It's actually bullying. It is, you're it's right. thinking it is. this person will be too bullying. polite to say anything. It is bullying. It is. And also I... shout out for the reference to Lyra and Drachma. I think that's... <laughs> You I know. miss the drachma. Again, gone but not forgotten. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't say anything. Because, mm. um, because self-respect. No, I, I would say, I would, I'm not having someone just thinking, oh, he won't say anything, I can't be bothered yeah. to find 2P. Mm. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> OK. It's a, maybe he was buying something so... Embarrassing <laughs> in the in the popular chemist that the yeah. person just wanted to get him out of there. That well, could be it. this is true, Edward. What was Edward buying? Yeah, well, I don't think we can ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I once um, got in. This is when I first realised the power of Twitter. I got in. I got home one night, and my partner said to me, "What were you doing in Superdrug?" <gasps> and if you're spotted in a shop like that, you don't want it to be super drug because there's too many potential controversies. Yeah. I had to shower an itemised bill. Oh. I mean, it's like East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner. We've had some correspondence in, haven't we, Al, about yes. the uh, 2P dilemma. Okay. It's good. Has anyone said 2P or not 2P? Nobody no. so far. I feel this is very much Al's area, the, mm -hmm. the fiscal. Well, 181 has texted, mine was worse. I was asked if I wanted the 2P. I was shocked. I ended up saying, <laughs> no, you're OK. <laughs> oh, Take no. from Coventry. <laughs> How yeah. far would you have to get away from the counter before you thought, why did I do that? 848 has, uh, has, has got the answer right. I'd have demanded said 2p, then deposited it in charity box. Self-respect intact, although they've slightly spoiled it by doing intact as two words. They don't tend to have the charity boxes so much. Do you remember you always had a sort of uh, outside a shop and newsagent, yeah. you would get a sort of charity box. You don't oh, get yeah. that anymore. I thought there'd be a dog with a slot in its head for right. the RSPCA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy with a brace on his leg. What I'd do is I'd demand the 2p and then I'd go into a sort of American baseball pitcher's move and just really throw it as hard as I could at the shop assistant. <laughs> Good answer. In, um, in um, Niall Quinn's autobiography... I don't know if you ever read that. Quinn I haven't read that. Niall Quinn. Uh, Quinino, as I believe people used to refer to him. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the former. Briefly. Uh, yeah, briefly Quinino. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about many interesting things. <laughs> it's a very good book, actually. Is it? Um, but one of the things he talks about is his uncle. Big bum, Niall Quinn. Did he? Yes. Or he is? Google. No. Okay. I can say that because I've also got one. I'll tell you an enormous bum. Uh, Dr David Owen. Of the um, SDP, massive bomb. I think I don't know if he's any any longer with us. Gov, but um, Gov, Gov, big bomb. Mm. Oh yeah, he's got a massive. We bum. can say this now. It's good to have a big bomb, so it's fine to say. Yeah, yeah. Not I don't know if it's as good for men. No, it's good for ladies. But there's, there's the old um, <laughs> the old big nail saying, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, but. Um, what was it? I forgot what I was talking about. You took me off I'm my... I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. So he said he had an uncle 
and he said, uh, Niall Quinn, and he said he lived alone. And he said he went out to the pub every night without fail. He said then he had one room in his in his house was just a carpet, had carpet and no furniture at all, and just a golf club leaning against the wall. He said my uncle would get him from the pub every night, take all the change out of his pockets, throw it onto the floor, and then he would drive it off the carpet <laughs> into the, the plaster of the wall. He said this one wall, <laughs> was one wall, he said, was a mass of coins that were stuck that he'd, that he'd driven it. into the wall. And at the end of this incredible story, uh, Niall Quinn ends with, as I say, he lived alone. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, We were discussing uh, not being given change based on an email that we'd received from uh, Edward, I think. Um, And uh, we've just had an email in from 449... An email mm. from 449, so they're, uh, they're joining in with the captioning of their phone number at the end, you know? Oh, even okay. though they... That's nice. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I was in Marks and Spencers the other day, and the lady never gave me my 10p change. 10p Ten. Going up to the silvers. I was too embarrassed to ask for it because I'd gone to the clothes counter when I was actually purchasing a sandwich. Brackets, they were really busy. Close brackets. <laughs> I felt like that was the price I had to pay for using the wrong counter. Regardless, yes, I would have felt that. You think so? Mm. That there should be an extra tithe <laughs> on going to the I'm wrong saying, counter. I love tithe. <laughs> Thank you. Not used nearly enough. No. I'm not saying there should be an extra tithe. I'm just saying I would feel guilt and thus compelled mm-hmm. to pay it in a similar fashion. Eddie from Colston has got in touch. Whenever someone assumes that I don't want my small amount of change, I quote Tommy Cooper, who, when it happened to him, said, it's not the principle, it's the money. Mm. Keep up your contractually obliged obligations and Happy New Year. And then we also have Fiona on a fiscal note, Al, says, talking of drachma, I remember hearing a children's quiz on the radio and one of the questions was which country had drachma as its currency and the child answered Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) <laughs> I am. What about this now for an act of spontaneous kindness mm. on my own part? Oh yeah, and I don't do many. You're going to publicise it. I don't do you. many acts, but I was. I did the Sarah Cox TV show mm-hmm. with uh, with Jason Manford, my uh, absolute stable oh, yes. mate. Yes, and um, and and Jason said to me. Um, how are the ticket sales for your West End show? Mm. Many of you will know I'm doing the Garrick Theatre. Um, oh, yes. From I'm the 13th right, of January to the 15th of February. OK, yeah. I'll be Anyway, he said, to me, he said to me, how's the ticket sales going? What do you say? I, well, when I told him, I took 15% off. Did uh, you? I made them lower because I, I saw it as like... It was just before Christmas and I thought it'll make him so happy it's like a gift <laughs> it's like a Christmas gift well, that you're not selling as well as you oh, are yeah because you know what comics are like well, so, they, so I took it down a notch yeah. and he went oh and I, I could see 
Oh, I don't. I could, I, I could say that I'd warm, absolutely warmed his heart. I can't believe you did that. No, I thought it was a nice thing to do. You know, everybody else on the circuit would have gone exactly the other way. <laughs> Put 15% extra on their sales. Well, it's probably an age thing. As you get older, you think, you know what, why not bring a little nicer. bit of sunshine when into people's lives? When you take the percentage <laughs> off, is that how you talk about it in terms of how many sold? No, so if um, I... Uh, I I'd said at what percentage tickets were sold, but I took fifteen percent off. Yes, so but that's how you're just so percentage of the whole tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the okay. whole uh, run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I thought I felt quite pleased with myself that I was able to pull that off, and knowing. Um, I bet he went home with a warm glow and a little spring in his step. I mean, I could never do that about any of my shows because you can't sell. Minus oh, percentages. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he's on minus three for his Look. London run. So <laughs> I, now I want to know what Frank took it down to. Yeah, we'll uh, do you that. You know what I'm going? We'll do that play while playing a record. 85 he went. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It was, look, I'm not, I'm not, Jason's a very nice player, but he's a comic. Jason's lovely. He's a comic. I know, I know the gift that he'll love most. <laughs> you know, when you give someone a gift, you're a bit anxious they might not like it. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I thought of you quite quickly when I saw a news story this week, Frank Skinner. Oh yeah. Um, it was about uh, Lionel Messi. Oh yeah. Uh, who uh, late review, very good footballer. Oh, not bad. A uh, goat. But he's been he he's a goat. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's unaware, that's bit of a goat. Greatest of all time. Mm. Uh, Unlike a bit of a git. No, it's very different from a bit of a git. But he was spotted, according to the newspapers, uh, training at a gym whilst watching his best goals of 2019 on TV. Mm. And uh, one of the reasons it made me think of you is that I have a vivid memory of a, a party that was thrown in celebration of your career... Oh, where, yes. where there was a highlights reel of Frank Skinner. And I remember enjoying many of the jokes, but I was very pleasantly surprised to see you enjoying many of your own <laughs> jokes as well. Well, this is the great thing about getting older, is you forget large tranches of everything you've said <clears throat> and done. I did wonder if that was why Lionel Messi was watching the thing, because it's been the summer and he's probably thinking, I've completely forgotten how to play football. Well, they're on a winter break, so maybe that's long enough now. Well, it's a winter age. break, I meant, you know what I mean. Well, he got, was it 50 he scored here, professional goals he scored this year? Yeah, he, he is said, good. He, he is pretty good. Late review. But I've got to say, I think, he's a, I think he was uh, a man more sinned against than sinning because people were commenting on this it went viral didn't it Al? it did go viral do you know what they said they said it's going viral some said greatness watching greatness some said oh footballer loving himself you do surprise me did they someone said get a grip I like get a grip to Lionel Messi my first thought was I bet he's got that treadmill on walk because oh, yeah. I've never known a professional footballer walk as much on the pitch as Lionel Messi does. Yeah. I mean, this has come more, obviously, as he's got older. Yeah. But he, right. apart from those bursts of you know activity when he does something special, he just strolls about. Mm. Like, you know, have you ever had that experience? It's often at a wedding or something like that, when you have to walk across a dance floor. Yeah, and you're the everyone else is like high energy, <coughs> and you're just strolling through trying to find the space. That's what he's like. He's like <laughs> that. 
that's where he learned his skill. He's a big walker. <laughs> yeah, he was a glass collector at a wedding ceremony. <laughs> that's how he got spotted. That's, one of the things I like about Messi is that he doesn't... You'd never know... If you didn't know him and you saw him out, you'd never think that bloke's... I bet that bloke's some sort of professional athlete. Yeah. Because mm. he's little, isn't he? Well, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, is the, is the other, obviously, candidate for GOAT. Yes. Um, he looks like a strictly come dancing professional. Yes. He could absolutely... If he came on there one week, and they, can you imagine if he wasn't a... And they said, no, our new dancer, Cristiano, and he came on, you'd mm -hmm. completely accept it. Oh. Whereas Messi looks like... I don't know if you've ever been in betting shops. <laughs> <laughs> but that bloke that's always in the betting shop. Yeah. Who yes. gets a chair in there and has a, has a bet on everything. Well, he's very... I mean, he did look a bit to me like he might have been watching his screen, in fairness, and it happened to be on. Oh, you think they just put it on in the gym? Uh, yes, I scrutinised the photograph mm. and I felt he was... I mean, I don't know if this is more reputation damaging, but it looked like some sort of video game, to be honest. Oh, OK. But on his actual screen... Oh. But what I would say, in the if you look at the way, mo in terms of vanity, on the vanity scale, how high would he be? Balotelli, if you got Balotelli up there as a solid nine point five. Mm. Yeah, he's lower than Balotelli. I he's, Balotelli once said, "If you meet a guy as good as me, I'll buy you dinner." Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Well, Who did he say that to? He didn't say it to you at customs. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it to Lionel Messi. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Derek Jeter, the baseball player, apparently says, "Yeah, Jeets." Every time he watches himself back on. Does telly. he really? Mm -hmm. Okay. The cockerel yeah. thinks that's a bit big-headed. <laughs> Whereas Do you I, go, yeah, cockerel. Whereas I just sit and laugh at myself yes. heartily. <laughs> well, someone said, one of the, the, the uh, tweets, of course, this was an absolute fest of saying what had been said on Twitter right. yes, and having yes. photos of the tweets uh -huh. just to fill up space. Someone said, I feel sorry for, um, <laughs> for Messi because he can't enjoy the sensation we feel when we watch him live. Mm. Whereas I think Ronaldo probably feels sorry for us yeah. that we can't feel the <laughs> sensation like. he feels when he watches himself <laughs> live. We'll never have that complete thrill. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we were discussing Lionel Messi watching himself play football whilst on a treadmill. Um, are you aware of the work of Kevin Bacon, the uh, actor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember reading an article, it must be literally 20 years ago, that mm. Kevin Bacon, who starred in the film Footloose and did the dance, didn't he? Yes. You know, he did a lot of dancing yeah. in Footloose. I remember that he said in this article that when he went to parties, he would quietly go up to the DJ, the disc jockey, and say, do you have foot Footloose? <gasps> and if they had it on record, he would buy it off them for like $200 because he knew that once it was seen that he was at a disco party thing, people would keep going up and going, put Footloose on, put Footloose. Oh, and then he'd end up having to do the dance. So he would just buy it. But now 
He can't do that, presumably, because everyone can just digitally download it. Oh, I thought you meant because he's uh, pushing 60. Yeah, he can't do the dance and also <laughs> he can't, working he so can't hard. get hold of oh, the my music. Hips. In fact, if anything, he shouldn't really be advertising high-speed broadband because it's been his undoing on this, but, <laughs> but he is. But I wonder if Lionel Messi, wherever he goes, if he's getting on a treadmill, people go, put the highlights of Lionel Messi on, because he's here. Yeah. Do you think it's that, that he's uh, just surrounded I, by Lionel I Messi went, highlights? I went to the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff. and I was, go. I was in the shop there, and they put on Mommy on the Orient Express, which was Classic. Mine. And I've been in several places. I was in a shop recently, a, a, a sort of a, a, a Forbidden Planet-type shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they put on Three Lions, which is something they'd never play in a shot with comics and models of the Flash. No. They'd never play a football song. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, it's quite it does happen. for them. Have having said that, I wouldn't, sp- I wouldn't part with any money to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that thing, Frank, where they've played... I was with when uh, Jonathan Ross was hosting the film show. Uh, I was in a restaurant when the pianist started playing the theme <laughs> tune as we walked in. <laughs> Do, do, do. Well, I went to a circus. Pianist. Where... Do I say that oddly? <laughs> yeah. How do you say it? Pianist. Oh, I don't. I've always said it in a strange That's way. Funny. Yeah. With, I think everybody has got at least one word that they pronounce differently mm. from everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine's Wednesday. Everyone thinks it's weird that I say the D. Yeah. My dad and antiquity. Antiquity. <laughs> Etiquette. <laughs> And also the Somerset Moor, who we called uh, Somerset Mapham. <laughs> yeah. So have they played anything like that when you've been... Well, I was at a circus once where the circus <laughs> orchestra played um, not only Three Lions tune, but also played the theme tune from Fantasy Football, a show I did um, yes. in, the, in the distant past. Oh, OK. So, uh, yeah... That's strange, John Marsh. But again, I wouldn't have paid them not. (laughs) Frank, um, Kylo Ren, who I know uh, your son is a big fan of his, the actor Adam Driver, he is very phobic about watching his own performances, won't ever watch himself. Um, Why expects the rest of us to? I don't know. Good point. And, uh, in fact, walked out of an interview recently when they played an excerpt of him singing in a movie. Okay. Yes. Is he related to Betty Driver, who used to play (laughs) Betty Turpin in uh, Coronation Street? Why did she keep her name? Good question. 8, 12, 15. She, if I remember rightly, was... um, Fabulous She was was in a uh, George Formby film, Betty Driver. She was a dancer and uh, all that. Good knowledge. When I say all that... Mm. All the uh, latest hot <laughs> gossip coming here to you on Absolute Radio. Really, yeah. Mini Driver, <laughs> is, is she part of this? Uh, I think she might be related elegance. to Adam Driver. Is that right? Is What's she? that? She might be related to Adam Driver. No. I think she's okay. related, I think she's related <laughs> she's to the famous driver, David Coulthard, because yeah. they've both got yes. one of those chins yes. that looks like a, looks like a shield. Mm. Yes. You know, a face like a shield. Mini driver, lovely girl, face like a shield. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my summary. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. John Boy has got in touch. Has he really? Yes. Five two seven. Okay. 
me, my dad and my mum were... Oh, is this a Joan Armour trading song? <laughs> <laughs> me, my dad and my mum worked at John Lewis. Oh, OK. Family affair. Anything but money is good. This is referring back, we should say, to when I... Gifts for re- for good retail people. Yes. Oh, yeah, when I you gave were giving Abby... the chocolate coins out. I didn't yeah. follow that. I gave Ebby the gold coin for good mm. service. Me, my dad and my mum worked at John Lewis. Anything but money is good. As if we get a tip, it has to go in the till, as we are all partners. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, they don't call themselves assistants. They refer to them as partner. Ebby actually said, when he was trying to help the angry Hewlett-Packard man, he said, "Um, let me speak to one of the other partners Mm -hmm. and see if they can advise. They refer to each other as partners. I never knew that. How weird. Mm. It is a little, yeah. So he then says, John Boy, good intel from John Boy, Mm. we're all partners except drivers. They can keep it. So you can give your driver a financial tip, but if you are in the store, f- keep it to chocolate coins. Who are the drivers at Marks and Spencer's? The jo- John, John Lewis, Lewis the dri- um, delivery, delivery drivers, I think. Oh, to be, what do they deliver? Well, whatever you get. You know, <laughs> Things you to buy order, in order the shop. online, like... What groceries? I think they deliver... Furniture. I think you can order groceries, maybe denim jeans, perhaps some white goods, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sorry, oh, okay. are we going to let denim jeans <laughs> slide, Frank? I was trying to pick things that would be amusing out of a, Denim okay. jeans. I think yeah. jeans is, is fine. Well, I don't mind. Apologies. I'm always happy with a bit of extreme. Denim jeans? Is what you sound like? I think you mean a disapproving 1950s creature. He turned up wearing denim jeans. Do people still wear them? brushed denim is that still a thing I don't think that's as common as it might have been no. once upon a time and stone stone wash there's a lot of stone wash knocking about though because the is kids that... are all into the 80s stuff are you they know, fleeces big shoes big trainers that sort of big stuff big shoes there's a shop near me <laughs> that they might be interested in yes we know what's it called again Frank it's called uh, the freak shop <laughs> <laughs> for people with enormous feet <laughs> They've yeah. not run out of names for those shops. They've had Long Tall Sally, surely. Uh, but I, I don't know. Um, there's been, there's a few, aren't there? They have Is big, it called Long men. John Silver? They have big men uh, shops <laughs> that they call names. Is there a Long John Silver? Well, that wouldn't really work for a shoe <laughs> shop unless you were buying them one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what, what you'd uh, what you'd call it. It's um, the tall guy. But do you have to be tall and have big feet? No. no. You could just have big feet. Yeah, Yeah. you could look like a shelf bracket (laughs) and be as tall as you are. Well, as we know, Winslet's not massively tall and she's got the old size nines. Nine and a half, UK, Kate Winslet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I always say, can't watch telly in bed. (laughs) That's so not creepy at all that you know that. (laughs) Well, she was was on the Bigfoot Babes website, which is where I came across this. Is that right? Well, actually, what I actually did, I saw an interview with her on American television, and most of it was about her big feet. Right. And she, in America, she's like 11 and a half. So Uh she kept saying, I've got 11 and a half feet, and I was thinking, what? Right. Um, uh, And so I Googled... Uh, her feet to see if that was the UK or the thing and I ended up on Bigfoot Babes but her argument was that her mum was a model or something and was very tall and so she inherited the feet but not the height ah Mm. there you have it (laughs) life can be cruel
Well, she's she's got round it. Yeah. In, in many ways, very good at finding a mark <laughs> um, when she's uh, filming. Very, because I mean, it's you know, it's it's a broad church. <laughs> Tell Frank Skinner that the first McDonald's in Britain. This is a text message, by the Tell way. Tell Frank Skinner. Is, Tell that, Frank is, Skinner. is that a bit like the old grey goose is dead? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't like the tone on this. No, um, okay. I think it's in response to something Emily said. Is it a text? Yes. I always yes. say, though, texts should have um, stage directions or in brackets. Yes. I said Frank. With, with a lightness of touch. Tell yes. Frank Skinner. Jollier I, tone than you may be expecting. I mentioned that the Golders Green McDonald's was, was an early addition to the McDonald's franchise. And yeah. I, think, I think you said it was the first. Oh, I thought it. I said one of the first. I do apologise. If I said the actual first, I'm sorry. Anyway, I have to tell Frank Skinner that the first McDonald's in Britain was in Woolwich, London, opened in 1975. Mm. Mm. It was there because it was so close to the Thames, it would ah. only have half of the catchment area of a normal branch. So if it could succeed there, it could succeed anywhere. Uh, opened by Ed Stewart, the DJ. The, Lovely the intel. Stewart. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's Stu Pot Stewart. <laughs> and if they can, do you think he sang? If you can make it there, <laughs> you'll make it. Well, who'd have thought that? We'll put it by the river mm. so it only gets off. What about um, sort of stress testing? It's early. What about water traffic? What Good about point. people? What about um, boaters and jolly stuff? sailors stopping yes. for a McDonald's? Yeah, nautical types. Oh, jolly swagman. Don't think it happened. Yeah. Um, back to. Back to sporting news. Well, there's a story. I think I bet I know what story you were excited by this week. Mm, I think you might. Are we thinking of the same one, for chance? The mm. Karate Nanas, Frank. Did you read about them? I did. The well, Alan. I mean, I think this covers. I'd say uh, uh, both of our passions: um, <laughs> uh, martial arts and old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, two. What were in their seventies? These women, seventy-two and seventy-seven. Sheila and Isabel from uh, five. From five, and uh, they've they've got their black belts. Yes, five in uh, in karate. Ooh, five. <clears throat> now I don't know he if says, I've. Uh, how can you say karate again? Just while we're talking about karate. pianist, karate. Okay. What's wrong with that karate? Karate, I would say. With, I would, have, I would oh, okay. give it another syllable, but I wouldn't argue with oh, Alan Cochran on the Marshalls. <laughs> I did actually do quite a lot of karate as a child, yes. and I think I might have regaled you with one of my um, early anecdotes about it, which is that um, when I was a young man, whilst suffering from horrendous diarrhoea, I sat my brown oh. belt in Shotokan karate. Hmm. Um, ironic. In what? Very ironic. What kind indeed. of karate? Shotokan. Oh, OK. And, uh, I mean, it is, it's a stressful day anyway to be scrutinised in that way, but what you don't want to do when you've got tummy trouble is publicly perform high kicks in white pyjama trousers. That's no, not, I've always said well, that. Lucky you weren't not in Mexico, then. Out for these, uh, but, so I'm, my, my hat is off to these ladies. I, I don't know, you know what kind of shape they're in, but they look fair play to them. Donald Trump talking about his partner. <laughs> they look, in they great look shape. pretty good. Both wear spectacles, I noticed, which reminded me of that picture I've got of Elvis doing karate in shades. <laughs> Tell me, Al, could one um, practically perform karate in uh, in glasses? Uh, 
I mean, yeah, you'd have to be pretty confident, though, that you yeah. were going to get thumped in the face. What yeah, about the, the sort of glasses Deirdre Barlow wore in 1976? Are they wearing those yeah. in the picture? Well, they're, they're quite old-school glasses. Oh, they're, they're a bit uh, Dennis Taylor, um, World <laughs> Snooker Championship. <laughs> Perhaps they're so thick of lens that they think, well, anybody that punches these will hurt their hand. Think sort of early 80s serial killer. <laughs> That's the glasses. They. I mean. It took them five, four or five years. I wanted to ask as well. They got yeah. the black belt. 2015 they started, Frank. Yeah. Is that a fast trajectory? Um, any credible martial art would say that that's too fast. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, <gasps> you know. Why? Because it's, you know, it's obviously nonsense, isn't it? Just handing them out like they're, uh, they're firing s- them from slamming through the guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Al's got beef. Too soon. Oh, it Al's makes got me cringe, this story. I was a bit... Why? Um, Tell me... Oh, it it's makes, in my first Listen, thought. we need to... I'm afraid <laughs> we... The Fez is emerging. My first thought was my son no. does uh, judo. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he was taught that when he lands on the floor, he really slams the floor hard. Oh, yeah. Yes. Floor. Ow! Like that. Now, even at my age, my bones are basically like aero. <laughs> If I, 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 pressing start I worry. Day. I worry for these uh, women in their seventies slamming. Maybe that doesn't happen in karate. No. You tell me. I think they'll be kicking and punching fresh air and then being given a belt. That's that's the sad, searing indictment on this whole news story. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Anyway, back back with more fun <laughs> after this. Frank Skinner. Three five one agrees with me. Uh, read the karate pensioners. I can sympathise with Alan. I imagine they are giving them belts in the same way that universities chase after film stars with honorary doctorates. Well, Some people have to work for years to get one of those. I've got two. Matt in I've Oxford. got two uh, honorary <laughs> doctorates. I have got two other degrees that I had to work for. All right. Thanks. At the end of Jude the Obscure, I think uh, Jude has tried his whole life to gain some sort of to just get into academia. Mm. And as he dies, I think he hears the uh, the rich sons, the bell ringing, saying that the sons of rich families have been given honorary doctorates. Oh. There you go. Spoiler alert. Thomas Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Great <laughs> <Late> review. <laughs> I just like the idea of um, when the Christmas cake came out with one of the pensioners and someone says, we'll get a knife. Get you a knife, Edna, and she says, no need. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. Help yourselves. <clears throat> she said, yeah, she, when one of them was discussing it, because she'd taken the grandkids along, obviously, she said, I decided to give it a go, and she said, the rest is history. <laughs> when you say history, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't think, it's not It's not, not up there with the fall of Constantinople. No. Well, look, it's a lovely, heartwarming story with... Um, Hardcore violence at its centre. <laughs> and, and inspiring, Frank. And that's that's nice. As you I, know, I, I still if they're plan. 77, 72, they've lived through actual history that's more interesting <laughs> yeah, than them getting their black belts. Well, it was, inspiring. it was inspiring until yeah. uh, Al basically exposed <laughs> that it was <laughs> fixed. Rubbished it. <laughs> I still plan to run the 100 metres. Uh, Sarah, we need to sort that out. I have an athlete. This has been a long time of coming. <laughs> 
Well, mm. there were circumstances which meant I couldn't at the time, but now I'm prepared to do it. I'm ready in to heels. do it. In heels? Was that the deal? No, don't make it weird. I added that. It's been so long. Make it some Dick Emery sketch. I've always added the I've got to do it, I believe I've got to do it in under 9.58 seconds, which is Usain Bolt's record. You think it'll be all right? We'll give you 10 seconds. You're a bit older than when you first declared you were going to do it. Well, well, Flojo, I think the late... Florence Johnny Griffith holds the female record still, doesn't she? Is which, that is, right? which is what? Something like 10.4, I'm guessing. Mm. 10 point something. I, but I don't want to be able that. To do the pole vault, I want to beat Bolt. Complicated to arrange. Oh, okay. I don't fancy the pole vault. If you get it wrong, I think I'd get up on the top of uh, the upper arc of the pole vault and lose, have a panic attack. <laughs> oh, oh, question: If I I'd have to really balance on it, just I think we all have to attempt an event. Your pole vault. I'm doing the hundred meters. What are you choosing? Can I Skinner? shoot geese? Well, that's a good idea. No, you can do shot put though. I can't. Well, no, I don't want to go on with a dirty neck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's all I remember of that shot. Fatima had said that. <laughs> well, I know, but she's a you know she's a more focused person than I am in that okay. in that area of life. Certainly, wasn't wasn't she javelin anyway? No, she was. Uh, I think she. What's the one where you stand in the little tiny tent and you throw it around? Well, a, I think she was javelin. Oh, possibly. But in, in, anyway. I apologise, Fatima. She doesn't listen. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so You've she, checked. I think she does uh, car boot on Saturday mornings. Mm. That's what she told me. <laughs> I mean, who wants to buy old whites, old javelins? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. I should, should have a beige, a beige belt <laughs> for pensioners. Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be and nice? you could Elasticated. Bu- yes. Like the ones you see in the back of the uh, supplements. Yeah. There'll be some in today's papers, almost certainly. How much a month? Beige karate belt. Senior beige car, uh, karate belt. Bracket seniors. <laughs> Eighteen ninety nine. Um, seven payments of ten quid. Bargain. Thank you for listening to us. It's great to be back in twenty twenty. Mm. I mean, come on. At last, a year that you know, a decade that it's easy to say. Because let's face it, the fact that we've got. Absolute noughties and absolute teens. I mean, it's it's complicated, yeah. isn't it? But but absolute twenties. I look forward to that. Said he optimistically. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if um, the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.